and welcome to Research Unwrapped, the podcast that highlights topics and research coming out of the Centre for Population Health. I'm your host, Hope Jones, a researcher at the Centre where I lead on the Born in Wales Research Projects. Today, I'm joined again by expectant mum Flo Avery for a chat about research, including how we can engage with expectant mums and what type of research she would like to see carried out. Welcome, Flo, and thank you for joining oh, us. Thank you very much for having me. So what do you think are the barriers to parents taking part in research? Uh, So I think one of the biggest barriers is like knowing about opportunities. Um, So I'm a researcher here at the centre, so it's very easy for me to hear about these sorts of opportunities um, because I'm regularly on university campus. I read research publications, I read journals, things like that. Um, Whereas for a lot of people, they might think, oh, that's not for me. Um, Even Mm. though actually for a lot of research projects, you actually want the expertise and the people with the experience, even if they don't have research experience. Or sometimes it's even better if they don't have research experience. And I think compensation is really important as well. So I think increasingly you're seeing compensation for research participation, but sadly not always. Um, So depending on someone's financial situation, they might not be able to. Um, and I think as well, there's a big thing around the circumstances of your pregnancy. So whether or not your pregnancy was planned or wanted um, and how, you know, how worried you are about it. I mm. think certainly earlier on in the pregnancy, I probably would have been worried about um, feeling like I w- was jinxing things. If I, you know, shared more widely that I was pregnant, especially before 12 weeks when um, the kind of viability of the pregnancy isn't really sure mm. yet. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a few things that can pose potential barriers. Yeah, those are all great points. Um, For everyday women that aren't around research, how do you think we could get the news out there or research opportunities out there for them to hear about taking part? I think it's about going to where they are um, and using kind of like existing community links. Because I've definitely, I've, I've, I actually signed up for one at the weekend because I was, I was speaking to someone who's in uh, midwifery research last week and they were talking about a study. Um, based where I live and I was like I've seen that when I've been in the clinic and I've not signed up for it and I should Mm. you know get that good karma for research participation yeah but I think a lot of people yeah they think oh that's not for me because I'm in a hospital but actually going out to like like school gates could be a great one going out to primary schools um, Mm. and then especially if there's a particular community you're working with word of mouth can be um, key as well because if you know someone who's done it you're more likely to take the opportunity yourself yeah um, and I guess that can be used as well if you're trying to target like specific populations like um, certain religious groups or things like that you can be a bit more targeted but going where they are rather than expecting people to maybe come to the university campus for the first time ever and yeah like that so are there any specific research questions you'd like to be answered now you're expecting a baby uh, maybe questions about their development or what affects their well-being or for you as a mother about breastfeeding or um yeah lots of those actually I mean on a very selfish maybe it's not such selfish note so I do think it's really important I think there's a lot of research still to be done about there's a lot of misinformation about things that you can and can't do when you're pregnant um because there's a lot and I think particularly having kind of spent time in this I've been on the sort of IVF forums and stuff there's so much fear and there's people who like won't take a bath for their entire pregnancy because it's like well what if I make it too hot and actually from what I could see this is my me thinking on the weekend because I was enjoying a bath <laughs> like there's a, there's some research to suggest that if you have extremely hot baths in the first trimester there is some risk to the baby but a lot of stuff just hasn't been studied so yeah. I obviously like to see more population level studies of like behaviour during pregnancy so you can get some better evidence and mm. um, another thing is I so I went abroad during the first trimester 
it was really difficult to find the right information on flying. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of websites that would say um, it's not advised that you fly in the first trimester because of the increased risk of miscarriage. And I was like, hang on, what? What is the risk of miscarriage? You look into it and it's like, oh, no, it's just higher in the first trimester anyway. And I was like, well, that's not the same thing. So there's a lot of like yeah. misleading, st- um, a lot of missing statistics about there as well. Like there is no evidence that X is safe in pregnancy. And it's like, well, that just means it hasn't been studied. That doesn't mean mm. there's evidence to suggest that it's harmful. And um, see, so yeah, I think especially with like access to the internet being so easy, it's very easy to get bogged down in those things and be really restrictive. And actually probably what you need the most then is to be relaxed mm. um, and like have the things that you want, like a nice bath, <laughs> things yeah. like that. Yeah, I think breastfeeding as well. I was amazed when I found out that such a low proportion of women breastfeed. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think there's definitely more to be done there. It can feel quite like divisive at times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I think there is actually some interesting research going on. This is the one I signed up for on the weekend actually was all around peer support and breastfeeding. So yeah, lots of things I'd like to see. But I think yeah, definitely it would definitely be useful to know more that for there to be more research on lifestyle factors in pregnancy because mm. there's a lot of misleading information out there. And yeah, breastfeeding more on the kind of social side of like mm. what do people actually need in terms of help. Yeah, so there's lots of lots of questions we could look into. <laughs> yeah. So we do lots of research and publish our findings in journals and things. So how do you think we could get those findings out there for more women and families to see the results if we're answering questions they want to know the answers to? Um yeah, it's tricky. I guess I would say actually probably by getting in touch with the the sort of antenatal care providers and making sure um, you know that any hypnobirthing courses that are out there or kind of like parenting courses are kind of really up to date with the research because it does mm-hmm. seem to be a little bit of a lag and mm-hmm. um, really see I think social media as well like I know a lot of people who get a lot of their information on pregnancy from social media it is like really accessible it's really digestible and mm-hmm. um, so even that sort of looking at okay where actually what are the accounts that have lots of followings and um, that are sort of like whether that's like doulas or like health educators more widely and um, kind of getting out on that level as well so yeah I think going broader yeah hand me the way <laughs> yeah so thank you so much Flo for taking the time out of your day to chat to us it's been great talking to you and getting an expectant mum's point of view on topics that are important to you input like this is so important as we want to make born in Wales relevant and meaningful to expectant parents I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Flo born in Wales has two two surveys currently running one for expectant mums about their experiences of pregnancy and one for those with children aged 18 months to two and a half years about support and services available for families in Wales. To take part, visit our website at www.ncphwr.org.uk. Please share this podcast with others and post it on social media. Join us on our next podcast where we will continue to unwrap the latest research and topics. Check out our links to follow us on social media.